What's going on, folks? MMA Lock Talk, episode number dos. Do, two, whatever you want to call it. In whatever language you want to call it as well. Shout out to everybody that showed up for the inaugural episode yesterday. Truly appreciate everybody that was hanging out, contributing to the show. I was having a tough time uh, keeping up with the live chat because you you guys were absolutely killing it there. So shout out to all of you guys for hopping on and supporting your boy. I'm really looking forward to this. Like I'm, I'm loving the fact that I have this legitimate schedule and there's a fly flying around here, which I'll eventually catch, or at least Alfred would catch as he's looking around right now trying to figure out where this fucking sound is coming from. <laughs> It's just a matter of time before Alfred catches this fucking fly. Um, oh, just zoom past me again. Uh, yeah, lo- looking forward to having this like hard schedule of, and I, I don't mean hard as in like it's it's going to be difficult to do. I mean hard as in like firm schedule of doing these four p.m. Eastern every day, uh, Monday through Thursday. Just talking shit. You know what I mean? You guys want to talk gambling? We can talk gambling. You guys want to talk uh, news? We can talk news. Whatever it is, we can absolutely chop it up and just have a day to just uh, to go out there and, and, and know that you guys have uh, a space to come every 4 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Thursday, to just come hang, chat, talk shit, maybe make some friends as well in the live chat as well, which is always great. But uh, yeah, just love spewing and and talking the shit. Uh, Again, the majority of this podcast is based on the live chat. So whatever you guys want to talk about, throw it out there. I'll give my thoughts on it, ask some questions, answer some comments, all that type of shit. Keeping it fun, keeping it light. No, no hard schedule as well. Or sorry, no hard agenda in terms of, you know, I got to cover fights or, or anything like that. You guys want to talk about a specific matchup? Happy to talk about a specific matchup. I'll let you guys know what I'm doing. What I was doing actually before uh, hopping on live with you guys was looking into the next week's contender series, looking into week three. You know, last night we had a banger of a matchup, which was just so crazy. Uh, or sorry, a banger of a card last night. Five great fights, one that went to a decision, but was still great nonetheless. Tons of finishing opportunities on both sides. They're mostly on the Marshall side than anything. But uh, yeah, great fight. So I just thought I'd shake that into, you know, let's parlay that into next week and see how that goes. Um, And so far, I'm two fights in. You know, main event, obviously, is going to be squash match with Bo Nickel in the main event there. I'm assuming he's going to be like minus 1,000 or something like that. But the other fight that I looked into was uh, Carolina Wojcik versus uh, uh, Sandra Lovato. I'm expecting this Carolina chick to be heavily favored. I'm expecting a, a minus 300 price tag, at least on her here, especially, you know, what I was able to gra- gather over tape. It doesn't look like there's any contender series lines out yet. Let me just quickly take... Oh, there are. They just got released on Bet Online not too long ago. She opened up minus 200. She's already down to minus 225. I expect that number to continue to rise uh, in this spot. Bo Nickel, minus 1400. Opened up minus 300, and now he's up to minus 1400. So those are the only two fights that I've looked into so far. I don't want to look at the other odds yet because I don't like looking at odds before I actually do my tape. So I just don't even want to think about uh, where these guys are at odds-wise. Buffo on the beat in the chat. Appreciate you stopping by, my friend. My friend Pepe Silvia in the chat as well. Appreciate you stopping by, my friend. Lajuan Dream late, but we here. You're not that late. We're only four minutes into the stream. Uh, Real News MMA saying, hope all is well. Likewise, my friend. Thoughts on Roy Val Askarov matchup. Now, uh, you know, I just like to toot my own horn uh, every now and then. And, uh, yeah, uh, so I was talking to Mark Montoya last week. As you guys know, he's Brandon Roy Val's head coach. And um, one of the guys I asked him about was Brandon Roy Val. <clears throat> and I believe they were offered up the Askar Askarov matchup even before UFC 277. But what they said is they wanted to sit back and wait. 
And in my opinion, Mark didn't say this directly to me, but you know, just connecting to the dots myself, what I think that they were hoping for was uh, Alex Perez to be Alejandro Pantoja so that Roy Val can get Perez, and that will likely be a better way for him to get a potential title shot or at least get his name back into the title talk discussions. Um, but obviously, Perez loses to Pantoja. Pantoja beat Roy Val last year, so I uh, can't make that matchup again. We obviously know Moreno has that win over Roy Val, although it was very sketchy uh, in terms of uh, how he won that, obviously due to that shoulder injury that he had. Um, but Roy Val is still a guy that's very live in this division. If Askarov cannot control Roy Val on the ground, which I don't think he'll be able to, it's going to be rough for him on the feet. So if Roy Val is an underdog in this spot, I will likely take a shot on him. I don't think that Askarov will be able to control him. Uh, Askarov, decent takedowns, but not the greatest in terms of controlling his opponents on the mat. And I think Roy Val's herky-jerky style is going to give him a lot of issues. So uh, very much looking forward to seeing what the odds will be for that matchup. Buffo on the beat saying, bro, I was so close to such a nice parlay cash. Shannon Ross shit in my apple pie. Yeah, uh, should have listened to the Contender Series break that I did, my friend. I picked Shannon Ross, so I'll say that. But I did say also that uh, I believed he would be the biggest liability on the card in terms of a, a, a big under, or big favorite that would likely shit the bed. And he ended up shitting the bed. Joshua Lazar in the chat. Appreciate you stopping by, my friend. Olajuwon saying, Ross freaked up my Marley too. Tilled Cody's PRP again. Yeah, Ross on that top ticket was a little bit skeptical to me, but is what it is. Joshua Lazar saying, I was on Charlie Campbell. He looked great for 99% of the fight. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Buffo on the beat saying, Salvador reminds me of Bellerino. Remember that dude? Yeah, he's a guy that looked like Jesus or something, right? Uh, the Brazilian guy from last season. Uh, I see that too. Uh, he, he, remind, like, he reminds me of a super poor man's version of Anderson Silva, right? Like flashy striking hands down, likes to play that game. I just don't know what his ceiling is going to be in the UFC because if somebody can exploit him in terms of his grappling, you know, Salvador is not going to make it too far in the UFC, in my opinion. Corey Ipo saying, go opposite of Cody's and you will be positive every time. I absolutely disagree on that. AJ1337 saying, uh, how are you doing, man? Pre hope we bleed the bookies on Santos versus Hill this week. I absolutely hope that happens as well. Uh, Aaron Meitua. Okay, let me try this one because I love pronouncing names. Meitua Yashing. Meitua Yashing. Hopefully, I, I didn't butcher it too bad there. Made a good two and a half units on the Contender Series. Not bad. MPTV saying, Why do you keep blessing us? Because I want you guys to continue to love me. <laughs> I just want love. I want to be loved. So, streams every fucking day except Sunday on my channel. There you guys go. Zach Johnson in the chat. Appreciate you stopping by, my friend. Aaron St. Pantoja is an animal. That he is. That he absolutely is. Olajuwon Dream saying, AJ McKee moving up to lightweight. If that is true, it'll be very interesting. I think I heard, I could be off on this. Let me just see if it's true. But is, is AJ McKee fighting uh, Spike Carlisle next? Is that true? Yeah, he is. Holy shit. October 1st. Spike Carlisle, AJ McKee at 155 pounds. Interesting to me that he decided to go up and not try to stick around at featherweight and eventually get that uh, rematch with Pitbull, get that trilogy going. It's 1-1. Close fight the second time around. I don't know. Interesting, though. But he's a long, lanky guy at 145 pounds. Maybe he'll translate well to 155 as well. Aaron saying Moreno and Kyra Sons. Yes, that was absolutely amazing. MMA's biggest fan, 23, saying Ross missed on my parlay as well. I had him and Goff. I had Goff and Campbell, and that was looking damn good uh, up until he ate that counter and just got put the fuck out. So shout out to Chris Duncan for eating all that damage and coming back and still pulling off the win. MPTV saying the UFC would do their best to keep Brandon as champ. Most all of us MMA experts know Pantosh is the best 125er out there. I don't know, man. I don't know. I think this version of uh, um, I think this version of Moreno ha has really made some improvements since the last time that Pantoja fo uh, fought him. Very interested to see how that matchup would go. Maybe Pantoja just has his number, right? But we'll see. 
MMA's uh, biggest fan saying lock bet for this weekend's fight. Personally, I'm going with... Uh, I'm going with Brian Battle. Minus 230 is what I pulled the trigger at. Uh, again, a little bit chalky. A lot of the fights are chalky this weekend, but I feel like Brian Battle is the, the one to trust the most this weekend. Martin O'Dwyer saying story, man, Preet. Okay. Uh, Hype MMA saying, how do you rate yesterday's Contender Series card compared to all those you've watched in the past? It was the best one. Like, there is no other card that stood out to me as much as that one. Finishes. It had everything, right? Finishes. It had a decision that was very competitive and very fun to watch. Um, yeah, I don't think anything is going to top that. Lajon Dream saying he's fighting Spike Carlisle. Crazy. Thought it was interesting off the, after all that smack talk to vote. Exactly. Once they lose, it's just, bye-bye. Let's forget about everything that we said before. <laughs> Martin O'Dwyer is saying, was just listening to your breakdowns this weekend, then seeing your live guests. 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. Monday through Thursday, your boy is live, talking to the chat the entire time. Could you, uh, could you want it anymore? Martin O'Dwyer's story means hello. Hello to you as well, my friend. Tristan Sherhouse saying 1 p.m. here, listen to you while I work. Well, Monday through Thursday, like I just said, 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. PST. I'll be right here. <laughs> Tristan Sherhouse saying early lead in Poirier versus Chandler. Gotta be Poirier, right? Cleaner, crisper striker, durability like a motherfucker. And does Chandler actually use his wrestling? Because if he does, you know, could have some success here. But he seems to be one wants to be the guy that goes out there and just knocks motherfuckers out. He doesn't really care too much about his uh his record. He's getting paid well. He's producing great fights. What else more would you want? So, uh, yeah, I lean Poirier, cleaner fighter, cleaner striker, and I think he could. Uh, I think this will be a war. My question is: Is it five rounds? Is it three rounds or five rounds? I feel like they're going to make that like the MSG headliner. Aaron saying, "Let's get some likes in the chat, boys." Moreno. And Moreno, coach, seems to upgrade his striking. And Moreno's striking has looked fantastic even before meeting up with uh, James Krause, man. Like, since coming back to the UFC, go back and watch his fight with Askar Askarov. From the Askar Askarov fight on, the guy has looked completely different than the previous version of uh, Brandon Moreno that we've seen. So, there you go. James Krause is helping him even more, though, but he was already a great striker, in my opinion. Asher Quinn saying, this is on at the perfect time for me. Great way to start my day. Perfect. I'm happy to hear that. Tristan Sherhouse complimenting the hat. Is it too nerdy for you guys, though? That's my question. Is it nerdy or is it a sick hat? <laughs> I wonder if anybody is in here that was in there here last night during the MMA podcast. Martin O'Dwyer asking, has that fight been made? It has. I believe it's a headline, if I'm not mistaken. Asher Quinn saying I'm pushing a Poirier is washed agenda. I don't know about that. Again, tough losses over his last couple of fights, but against high-level competition. Aaron saying Chandler great on the mic too. Exactly. He's he's taken this UFC opportunity and ran with it. And I think the UFC loves him for it. I like it. Luke Fulton in the chat. Appreciate you stopping by, my friend. Moreno looked like he was losing that fight, to be honest, and with all respect and love, Moreno. I don't know if he was losing that fight, dude. I thought he won. First round was super close. Second round, I thought he won. Third round, the only thing that Kai really did was land that elbow uh, from top position that cut him open. And then Moreno started taking over again and then hit him. So, like, I don't know if he was losing that fight. And again, that cut to a lot of people would be like, oh, look at me. He got fucked up. It was one elbow. Just, you know, good on Kyle France. Don't get me wrong, but that was not going to deter and stop Moreno as we obviously saw him go out there and still go out there and get the win. Who's left for McGregor then, do you think? Um, you know, for a while, I thought it was going to be the Nate Diaz fight, but obviously they got Nate against Chimaev. I don't know. I really don't know how you match up McGregor moving forward. And this fly is pissing me the fuck off. It really is. Whatever. 
Had to get that yawn out. I apologize. Matador is saying sick. Luke Fulton saying, I love the hat, brother. Exactly. Shout out to the T dot. That any dude was wild. <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Moropolis saying, when is the next MMA event to watch for? Uh, there's PFL, I think, on Thursday or Friday. Uh, and then Vegas 59 right after that. Time is not a line saying Luke or Neil. I think Luke going to dog walk Neil. Personally, I don't think Neil will ever be the same after his medical issues, unfortunately. I thought he made a decent account of himself against Santiago Ponzinibbio last time around. I took the underdog shot on Jeff Neil here. I took it back then as well. Um, I think people are forgetting and just writing off Neil a little bit too soon. Luke is a great fighter as well. You know, high-level losses. But uh, I think Neil can touch him up here, honestly. Luke will have output advantage, but uh, Neil, uh, I think people are forgetting how slick of a striker he actually is, and I think he can put Luke in trouble. I did spend nearly 20 minutes on this fight on the lock cast last night, so I'd, I would plead with you to go back and watch that and hear my full thoughts uh, on that matchup. AJ1337 saying, I love Sugar Sean's confidence, but I don't think he will do good against Jan. What do you think? Um... Yeah, Jan likely beats him here. But the one thing, you know, a lot of people continue to overlook is sometimes the the gun shyness of Piotr Jan, sometimes not putting enough output and allowing his opponents to get ahead. Sugar could just chip away at him at distance and run away from him the entire time. And win this uh, Jack Manson style. It's possible. Still taking Purion to win. Likely won't bet him at that super chalk, though. Marno Dwyer saying Dustin is animal. I think he beat Chandler. I agree. Modidi saying people forget Charles cheated using Dustin and grabbing his glove and stuff. Yeah. Charles is going to sub him regardless, in my opinion. MPTV saying Dustin is low-key washed, but not enough to get beat by Chandler. I agree. Uh, Asher Quinn. And that's another thing about like these. Sorry, getting back to MPTV's question or comment here uh these higher level guys at lightweight they're starting to fall off in terms of their peak right but they still have a big enough name <clears throat> that they can go out there and still have exciting fights still have fights that people want to see which is why I, I agree with that statement he's i wouldn't say he's washed but i say he's falling off but he still has enough to go out there and beat a guy like michael chandler in my opinion Asher Quinn saying, if anything, it's because of the hooker fight. Then the agenda has been straight, strengthened because Poirier was a favorite against Oliveira, truly engaging in player hating. Corey Yipo saying, my wife played college softball with Miranda Granger. She's very athletic, but skill has to favor McKenna. That's a that's a weird fight, right? We're going to be seeing a 10-inch reach advantage for Miranda Granger. Uh, I believe a 4- to 5-inch height advantage as well. McKenna's going to have to make this grindy and dirty. She's going to have to try to drag this to the ground and grind her out there, in my opinion, because I don't think she'll be able to consistently or effectively outstrike uh, Miranda Granger as long as Miranda can you know, use her kicks, stay active enough from the outside, and use her footwork to uh, stay out of trouble. Luke Fulton saying, I had a bet on Kai, so it could be biased perspective. After we watch all props to Moreno, great win. Wakis saying, Rapid, can you give me through that girl from PFL this weekend? Personally, I have not looked at PFL myself. I won't be. I won't have the time. I want to just focus on contender series in the UFC. Um, just quickly looking at it, though. Um, maybe Pettis at Evens is not that bad of a spot here. He was fucking up Stevie Ray before he got caught in that that twister situation. Um, Obama Mercier, always a decent spot. Rob Wilkinson seems to have turned a, turned a corner and gotten better. Martin Hamlet. Yeah, I, I can't say anything with too much conviction here. Hilarious that Mahmoud Sebi is now a plus 110 uh, underdog when he was a minus 12.50 favorite in his last fight in Bellator, lost, and now here he is, may, possibly taking a layup here against uh, Babu Lazy. I've never heard of this guy, but Sebi's gas tank, very questionable. Uh, yeah, sorry, Wakis. I, I can't give you a, a solid play 
for PFL personally. I, I don't want to give out any tips that I haven't been able to pr- properly study. So I apologize, my friend. MPTV saying the narrative was that Kaya has evolved as a fighter, but he doesn't have the gas tank for the top of the division. Um, I, I don't know if his gas tank is horrible, right? Like getting caught with a body shot like that is, is tough. It's going to be hard for guys to come back from. Um, I, I still think he'll linger around that top three to top five, but I just don't think he'll be able to capture gold, especially if Moreno is going to be the one that's holding on to that. Glenbot5000 saying story means hello in Ireland. Oh, okay. Just want to say it's the conversation with my boys in Locke, Clint, Weezy, Brady, and Cody, but even more the no content guys like Dan, Mushroom, Daz, Nigel, and Daz. Shout out to those guys as well. Rick the Ruler saying, what's good, Locke? Respect, brother. Miss you love yesterday. Late suggestion for 280, but MMA locker room, nice big dog. Oh, um, you're saying for uh, for the 280 show, you want MMA locker room on? Consider it. Yeah, Olajuwon Dream reminded me that PFL is on Friday. Uh, Tristan Charles and Jacoby inside the distance against Roundtree. I'm not completely sold on that. You know I love me some Jacoby, but I'm not completely sold on uh, him beating him inside the distance. I think he'll play it super safe, try to keep him at distance, and just outpoint him. Luke Fulton saying, Luke gave for me, I got him at minus 160, though at the moment the price probably better now for Neil. Yeah, I got him at plus 160 as well for uh, for Neil. Shiva Krishna Chenna, appreciate you stopping by, my friend. Uh, I'm thinking John Jones is going to have three more fights left before retiring. I assume they will be Stipe, Francis, and Aspinall. Do you expect any one of them would that would win against him and shock the world? I don't know if it would, you know, a win at this point in time against John Jones would shock the world, right? It's been so long since we've seen him inside the cage. Let me get the exact date, but I believe it was February of 2019, the last time we saw him. Oh, man, I can't believe he's 35 years old. I remember the days where we're like, oh, man, this guy is young and he's ready to fuck people up. And now here he is, over two and a half years since the last time he competed. So February 2020, sorry, I apologize. It was right before the COVID hit. Absolutely disgraceful that he's been uh, inactive for so long. Um, I think Stipe could be a tough matchup. I think Francis could be a tough matchup. I think he could beat Aspinall, honestly. I don't know. I, I got to see what this version of John Jones really looks like. Rips and picks in the chat. Thoughts on Benio getting Gamrot now. Seems like the UFC keeps screwing this man over. Um, still a big, big fight here, right? If he beats Gamrot, you know, big win. Asserts him right back into the top. Close fight. Um... Man, a lot of those fights on UFC 280 could be five-rounders as well, and I feel like this could be a five-rounder too. Um, so what about fight for him? It, it really is a winnable fight. You know, Benio's grappling is nothing to fuck with. So I think uh, Gamrock can make it very, very close. But I think that Benio will likely come out on top. Looking forward to seeing what the odds are for that one. Aaron saying the diamond got the door slammed in his face versus Do Bronx. He thought he was going to be champ. Charlie's just tougher than Dustin. I think Chandler KOs him. Man, Poirier's chin has been ironclad from what I remember. But Chandler does hit like a fucking Mack truck. Still leaning on Dustin Poirier there. Time is not line saying, oh, we're by bad. I'll check out that show after this. Yes, please do that, my friend. Aaron saying, yeah, I don't have time to break down PFL either. I like Bellator though. Yeah. Like with the amount of content and time that I have, I would rather put my all into contender series and UFC rather than half-ass all of it, right? Not just this, right? There's a lot of other things I do, including the tape index, which is another, you know, a lot of uh, work to do on my end as well. So I don't want to half-ass these breakdowns. I really want to look into every single matchup. Um, Yeah, so apologies for no PFL content for you guys. Martin O'Dwyer saying, who do you think wins uh, Oliveira or the Jock Sniffer? I'm leaning Mahachev, man. I'd be surprised if he gets caught in anything personally. Got to lean Mahachev there. Not sure if I'll have a bet depending on what the line is, but 
Luke Fulton saying Pettis is even now. Yes, he is. Lajon Dream saying, I actually think I like PFL better than Bellator. They're roughly the same to me, honestly. Martin O'Dwyer saying, yes, it does. Come on, the Irish. Let's go. Lajon Dream saying, I just want to see John Jones fight already. I know, man. Crazy that he missed out on so much of his prime fighting years because he's just sitting on the sidelines. Lajon Dream saying, I haven't got the chance to watch him live yet. I've seen him... UFC 121. Was it UFC 121? He won the title. Oh, that was Velasquez and Lesnar. I went to that event as well. UFC 128. That's what it was, where he beat Shogun for the title. So I saw him there. I saw him uh, defended against Machida. I saw him defended against Belfort. And I saw him have that crazy war against Gustafson. Because if you guys remember, you know, the state of New York did not legalize MMA for a long time. And Toronto was the closest place to John Jones where he he originally grew up. So he could have a lot of people come up from New York and watch him in Toronto, uh, which is why he had so many fights in Toronto. But yeah, I got to watch him plenty of times. Met the guy a couple of times. Got to see him, you know, right before he walked out uh, against uh, Machida. If you guys watch back the uh, the embedded that they did, or you know they used to call them Dana White vlogs, is what they used to call them back then. If you guys peek during John Jones's uh, walkout before the Machida fight, you can see me in the background. <laughs> Dan Hamilton saying, "I remember that Hamill fight. Yes, I remember that too. Seems like just yesterday." Lawson Dream saying, "Actually, that's a lie. I think I watched the Cormier Jones fights. Or oh, sorry, not live. Uh, sorry, you're talking about like." Like live on TV. I've seen him live in person fight. But yes, the guy's an absolute beast. The fact that you weren't watching MMA back then, you'll never truly understand how much a beast this guy was. Like that whole run to get the title and then just dismantling dudes left and right. Corey Yipo saying, what makes you think Vicente loses? Uh, I think he will get outstruck by the more effective strikes of Jeff Neal. I think Neal could even land, uh, uh, land uh, knockdowns. Luke will likely have the output advantage here, but he just does not eat damage or wear damage that well. Lajon Dream saying I was a super casual at that point. Makes sense. Aaron saying poor John Jones. My G, I've never even seen his greatness. I still talk about him like a myth. <laughs> Same with the Mystic Mac days. <laughs> Dude, hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. Yeah, Jones was a, a fucking monster and a half. Glenbot saying, Locke is a wealth of knowledge. I appreciate it. Martin, there's only a few of us here on the UFC beat, so good to see you here. Yes, sir. Martin O'Dwyer saying, Diaz to win. You are an absolute nutcase. Lajuan <laughs> Dream saying, Poirier is asking for his fight. What challenge to be five rounds? Apparently, should be. Absolutely should be. Mitchell Williams saying, just tie your parlays to Bruno Silva next week. Uh, I think he wins. But if Mirashar gets him to the ground, things could get shaky. Glenbot 5000 saying, Martin, I was... Uh, Manager for Connor's SBG locks from 2015-2018. Interesting. Charles at plus money, though. Hard to overlook that. Asher Quinn saying, while you mentioned all the fights on UFC 280 could be five-rounders, how would you feel if the co-main on every card, including fight nights, was five rounds? It, it depends on the fight. It really depends on the fight. Like, I remember Jamie Pickett was in the co-main event one time, and I forgot who it was against, but... Do we want to see a five-round Jamie Pickett fight? <laughs> like, even, you know, all respects to Kyle Bahayo, but Bahayo and Petrosian, do we want to see 25 minutes of that? There's some sketchy Coleman events. I, I think it should be, like, every now and then. If if the name is big enough, like, if it's close to being a number one contender fight and it's the Coleman event, okay. Like, if it's if there's one guy that's or one gal that's in the top 10 that's in the Coleman event... Sure, let's let's make it a five round so we can get them slowly start to prepare for fighting for a title in terms of at least getting that five round experience. Great question as well by uh, by Asher. Appreciate it, my friend. Lajon Dream saying like Kem Flo and Couture. Mm-hmm. Jeff K saying, starting from the beginning now, thank you for doing this. No problem, my friend. I love, I love honestly interacting with the chat. 
because you guys are absolutely amazing. I absolutely love it, uh, which is why I'm very much looking forward to doing this on a, on a again, four times a week basis with you guys. And again, time just flew. Look at that. Half an hour already gone. <laughs> Fucking amazing. You guys are legit. Love you guys for this, honestly. Hope to see you guys here on the regular as well. Uh, let's see. Large One Dreams saying, I just watched Shogun Shida rematch last week. That was the first ever event that I went to. I have the poster right here. It is the only official UFC poster that I have in my studio because it was the first ever UFC event that I went to in Montreal. Marlon O'Dwyer is saying, I'd love to see you do another card breakdown with DeFranco and Brandon. Uh, yes, I love those guys. Um, I'm going to see if I can get Santino back on the show eventually. I do already have him on for the, the coaches main event marathon, uh, but I love chopping it up with Brandon as well. Excuse me. Tristan Sherhouse saying, I hope UFC makes Ngano versus Jones. Really want to see that. Hopefully, that'll be a great fight. Corey Yupo saying, does uh, Spivak dominate this weekend? He should, right? Uh, grappling game of Sakai is a big question mark. We, we've seen it tested a little bit. I feel like we still need a little bit more data on it, but Spivak seems like the guy that can drag him to the ground. He averages three takedowns per 50 minutes, should be able to get this to the ground and grind him out. MMA's biggest fan, 23, saying, what do you think of Quinlan Hill battle parlay? Uh, Quinlan should win, but my concern comes with he only has five MMA fights and he is coming off a USADA suspension. So does that take away the pop from his shots? Because he's going to need those. Otherwise, Jason Witt will likely be able to drag this to the guy to the ground and grind him out there. Quinlan has some BJJ in his pocket, no doubt about it. If I'm not mistaken, he's a black belt. I could be off on that. But I don't think he's going to be a fish out of water on the mat. It's just how much will, you know, post-USADA Quinlan be impacted by that suspension that he had. So I'm not super sold on the Quinlan side. I don't mind Hill. I, I obviously love battle a lot there. Asher Quinn saying, yeah, I'd happily watch those for five rounds. I think it's better for the development of the sport if I just have experience fighting five rounds before they're fighting for belts or main events. Exactly. I like it. I like it. Perfect fucking, uh, perfect suggestion there. Unknown saying, what about any time a top five or top ten opponents fight each other? That should be a five round as well. That should be a five round fight, right? You're getting these guys ready for five-round fights because they're going to be fighting for titles soon, hopefully, if they can continue keeping their winning streaks going. But I'm down with that. Absolutely down with that. Corey, you put saying Quinlan going to share your conflicts. Exactly. <laughs> Corey, not, not a big fan of Quinlan, it seems like. I'm not going to tie too much to him either this week, honestly. Glenbot with the 499 dono. Appreciate the love, my friend. Uh, saying, sorry, the lock-ins for the Connor fights in a bar in Ireland for 500 people. Interesting. So you were there for the early Connor days is what you're trying to say. <laughs> I love it. I'll say this before Connor fought uh, Aldo, when Connor was on that world tour with Aldo, if you guys remember that they went to all these big cities uh, and did a press conference uh, there. He did one in Toronto and he ended up coming to the gym that I used to work at maybe two months, a month or two months after I quit. Uh, you know, I've met John Jones there. I've met Chris Weidman there. Uh, I've met, uh, who else? Brennan Schaub there. I met a lot of guys that would come by the gym because the owner of the gym that I used to work at was very well connected with a lot of the managers and they would bring in the guys to that, to that gym whenever they're in Toronto, you know, after hours just to get in some work, touch the pads and all that shit. One time, super baked, you know, closed up the gym, went to my uh, friend's house, got super baked. Then I had my owner, uh, the owner of the gym call me. And we're talking like 11, 1130 at night. And he goes, hey, you, you got to come to the gym. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, like, did I do something? Did I forget to lock the gym or something? He goes, just come to the gym. Trust me. I'm like, okay. And I'm thinking I'm in shit and I'm baked as fuck. So I text him. And I'm like, dude, you know, uh, I'm, I'm off hours. I, I got home. I, I got baked. I'm just chilling out, you know. Let me know if something went wrong. Otherwise, I'll come if you really need me. And then he goes, John Jones is at the gym. Get your ass here if you want to meet him. I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go. <laughs> so I got one of my boys to take me down there. And uh, I got to watch him just hit pads. Uh, I think it was Brandon Gibson who actually gave me a 
camera because he thought I was going to be like recording John Jones or something on my own phone and tweeting it out or some shit. That wasn't my intention at all. I just want to sit back and watch these guys hit pads. And um, Brandon Gibson comes up to me and gives me a camera. He goes, hey, do you mind recording this for me on my camera uh, so that I can watch it back afterwards? This was uh, the fight week of his of his fight with Alexander Gustafson. That's when he was here. Brennan Schaub, I think, was fighting Matt Mitrione. He was in the gym at the same time. But obviously, I'm in awe of John Jones, so I was watching him there. Got to say what up to him uh, and, you know, chilled out with him for a little bit. That was super fun. But, yeah, that's my little story about meeting John Jones. Olajuwon Dream saying, when sure crowds are wild, honestly, you got to be up there with UK crowds. UK crowds probably have it on top of them, honestly. Asher Quinn saying, I'm straight up. Uh, this starts at 8 a.m. my time daily. Super excited for a new easy way to get the day started. For real, appreciate it. Where where the fuck are you uh, where it's 8 a.m. where it's 4 p.m. here? My geography is all off right now. Are you in like Australia or some shit? Lajon Dream saying they're trying to fuck you Diaz when Nick fought GSP. Of course, of course. Uh, Aaron saying, yeah, I heard a story of the Canadian crowd being the loudest. I think Annex said that. Toronto crowds are ruckus too, honestly. Like, I still get chills thinking about Mark Hominick walking out against Jose Aldo at that first event in uh, in Toronto at the Rogers Center. Fucking crazy. Lajuan Dream saying that kind of rings a bell too, honestly. Uh, something like the Iranian Shakes when GSP walks. Yeah, of course. It's GSP. He's he's Jesus to us, essentially. Um, Jacksonville Zoe saying, Locke, I like your new daily discussion. Keep up the great work. Thank you, my friend. Love seeing you in the chat here as well. And then just touching back on what Olajuwon Dream here is saying, especially about Montreal. Like, Montreal was like the hub for the UFC before Ontario finally legalized MMA. Montreal was where they would more often than not go, right? They took Anderson there. They took Chuck Liddell there. You know, they they took a lot of guys there. And they really built a solid, um, uh, a solid foundation and community there. Um, Glenbot, Martin, please explain Lockins. Thank you. <laughs> I'm trying to get my Ireland on here, guys. Uh, Martin's saying at night when the pub closes, they can stay in and drink all night. Oh, UFC Fight Cards main event is like five in the morning. Interesting. Love getting baked. I love that. That that's sick. So yeah, obviously there's a huge like time difference whenever fights are on here. So. You guys get to lock-ins are pretty much guys that get to hang out after hours, right? That's that's what you guys are calling it. We call it after hour clubs, but uh interesting. That's dope. Glibot saying lock C Martin explanation on predicator for the Dofos, including SPG. So you must you must have gotten to know them if you were doing lock-ins with them and shit, right? Uh, Asher Quinn saying New Zealand, a place that I've always wanted to visit. Hope I get to do that one day. Appreciate the love all the way from New Zealand as well, my friend. Thank you, my brother. Dan Hamilton saying it's too bad that John Jones is such a head case. He sabotages journey to greatness, dude. I, and I might get some flack for this, but I legitimately think had he not fucked up numerous times. Now, you can get away with fucking up once twice, but he just kept doing it over and over and over again. Had he not fucked up numerous times and continued his run, stayed active, remained undefeated, this guy potentially could have been bigger than Conor McGregor. Because you're talking about a guy that was had just signed a Nike deal. Uh, Gatorade was sponsoring him as well. Like he had all these big sponsors finally hopping on him, realizing how great he was, how good he was. And then he just kept shooting himself in the foot. Like it's around the time you started fighting Daniel Cormier where all these things started to pile up get stripped of his title, posture you saw, all this bullshit. Like, had none of that happened from him, he probably would have been the greatest mixed martial artist of all time. I still believe skill-wise he probably is, but in terms of popularity and, you know, walking up to a random person on the street and saying, do you know who John Jones is? More than likely, people right now would say no, but if you say who Conor McGregor is, they're like, oh yeah, of course, the Irish guy. I know who he is. But John Jones could have been that. John Jones could have been fucking billionaire by now if you wanted honestly probably couldn't even got into the talks of fighting one of the heavyweight champions uh in boxing or the light heavyweight champions doing that crossover promotion with john jones 
not saying he would have won that or anything like that, but it would have gotten to that extent. But he kept shooting himself in the foot. Like the biggest waste of talent I've ever seen in my life. And I mean that with all due respect, because I, I respect him, man, like uh, in terms of his fighting style, right? It's like liking Floyd Mayweather inside the cage, but realizing his nitty outside of the cage. Liking Michael Jackson's music, but realizing he did some really shady shit in his personal life, right? Liking R. Kelly's music, even though he's a fucking pedophile, whatever the fuck he's doing, right? I'm still bumping Ignition. It's the remix to Ignition. Hot and fresh. Right? I'm still bumping that shit. But they're not able to get to that next level because of all their personal shit that they dealt with. That's the exact same thing that we're dealing with here with John Jones. Uh, Lost One Dream saying 129 crowd was crazy. Yes, it was. 55,000 people were there. Luckily for me, I was on Media Row the entire time. So much fun. I'll never forget that fight week experience. Lajon Dream saying, then they eventually went to Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. I'm pretty sure Holloway was the main event. Yes, it was Holloway versus Charles Oliveira, actually. And I remember hitting a Hail Mary parlay that night. I think it was like five bucks to win like 1200 or something. I was I was stoked that I hit a crazy big parlay like that. Uh, and they were scheduled to come again uh, in 2020. I think they had an event planned for June of 2020. And uh, obviously COVID fucked that up. Martin O'Dwyer saying it's 9.38 at night here in Ireland. I get the shivers when McGregor knocked out Jose Aldo in 13 seconds unbeaten. Yes. I was at that card. I'll always point to it here. My ticket's right here. I was at that McGregor Aldo card. I was speechless for like 10 minutes after that. The, the, the fucking, the, the vibe afterwards in uh, Vegas was legit though. Irish people all over the place. They took over the concourse, you know. Fucking crazy. One of the, the craziest celebrations I've ever been a part of. Tristan Sherr, I was saying you think Canada would get a UFC event if Trudeau doesn't lift the ban. I only ever been to UFC Vancouver. I'm sure they'll eventually come back. I know they're going to come back. I'd be surprised if they don't come back to Canada earlier than summer of next year. I'm going to give them one year. I think they'll come back before that, though. Aaron's saying a locking sounds dope. <laughs> it is illegal, says Glenbot, which I'm absolutely certain it is. Lazaron Dream saying, I hope UFC comes back to Canada soon, but they got to lose something on the Vax first. I hope so. Belt better in the chat. Appreciate you stopping by, my friend. Been a minute since I've seen you in here. Jones is a psychopath. Cocaine is some serious shit. Absolutely. Glenbot saying Connery came to New Year's Eve and we had a notorious cocktail for him. Sick. That's dope. How long ago was that, my friend? Asher Quinn saying, isn't it crazy how John Jones has not fulfilled his potential but may still be the MMA GOAT just based on skill set alone? Yes, you're right. You're right. About better saying Jones would not have been Connor famous. He could have, man. I really think he could have. Should he have remained active enough? Gone up to heavyweight a couple years ago, won that title as well. If his success inside the cage continued to hold up, he would have gotten more sponsorships. He would have gotten bigger interviews, bigger platforms. Could have. It could have happened. Glenbaugh 5000 saying Gary was there for the last one. Shout out to Ian Gary. Dan Hamilton saying Jones needs a sports psychologist. I used to be a sports psychologist in Vegas in the early 90s. Interesting. Were there any notable names that you work with, Mr. Hamilton? Marno Dwyer saying I think he beats Francis. Skill level is way higher, way faster, I think, as well. I agree. If if you give me underdog odds on John Jones in the Francis Ngannou fight, I'm taking John Jones. Easy. You give me minus 150 on John Jones. You give me minus 200 on John Jones, I'll probably take Jones against Francis. Mitchell Williams saying John Jones family just shows how much genetics plays a big factor in who you are. Both his brothers are NFL players. Bingo. Chandler and Arthur Jones as well. Big, big NFL players as well. And they could probably beat the shit out of him, honestly. <laughs> Jacksonville Zoe saying, I have always liked John Jones' talent. His personal shit got in the way for sure. Yeah. Very, very unfortunate, man. It, it really sucks to see that. Martin saying, who's next for Gary? I wonder. Uh, you got to bring him up nice and slow, man. You you can't you can't rush his um his progression, right? Big fight last time around against uh, Gabe Green wins that one. 
but like build them up slowly. Kid's still young, right? 24 years old, still getting settled in over there at Hillcliff FC, a.k.a. Uh, Sanford MMA. I don't know who, like you'd have to look through the guys that are unranked right now. Lajon Dream saying, love hitting them crazy parlays. Who doesn't? Hopefully back in the next year. I hope so. Zach Johnson saying, uh, Connor, businessman, bone fighter. True. Good point there. But again, I think that that success inside the cage would likely have uh, given him the platform to, to be a successful businessman as well. Now he's just fucked himself, though. Glenbaugh 5000 saying, DS win. I had to break up. Uh, more fights than were on the card that night. Wow. That's hilarious. 2016. Yeah, UFC 2... No, UFC 196 was when Diaz beat him. Martin O'Dwyer Dwyer saying, can I ask why didn't they leave Conor fight in Ireland when he won the two belts? Every other champ gets to fight at home. I don't know. You know, I, I think it's a mix of, you know, doing it primetime Canadian or sorry, uh, North American time, right? Like the 7 p.m., or sorry, 10 p.m. Eastern main card start time would be tough to do in Ireland for a pay-per-view. And then getting the whole, like, the the, the fans situated. I think they're talking about doing Cardiff Arena or something, if I'm not mistaken. I think the, the logistics aspects of it just didn't re re really work out. They knew Connor is the biggest moneymaker when he can fight in Vegas. Most fans come out there, they'll pay the big bucks to pay for the tickets. It's on prime time. That's what I've usually heard being the uh, the biggest reasoning as to why Connor wasn't fighting in Ireland. Jacksonville Zoe saying if Jones wins the belt and eventually beat Francis, it is hard to argue against him as the GOAT. Right now, it's hard to argue against him as the GOAT, right? Like, who are we putting again ahead of him? GSP, Anderson Silva. Those are like the biggest names right now. But Jones, man, uber, uber talented. Corey Yipo saying, I think Luke Rockhold kicks Paulo's head off his shoulders. Who do you have? I can't wait for this fight. Uh, Going to be tough to back Luke Rockhold considering his his fragility, right? And we know Paulo Costa hits like a ton of bricks. I lean Paulo there, honestly. He has great durability as well. Dan Hamilton saying, I hypnotized James Brewster Thompson in my office. He fought Van Damme and Lyhart. Interesting. That's some cool shit. About uh, better saying Connor is going to be in the remake of Roadhouse. Is that true? What well, weight and fight will be Connor's next belt? I highly doubt he ever goes less than 155 again. It'll be either 155 or 170. Martin O'Dwyer is saying, How do you think Connor goes when he returns, or do you think he is done? It all depends on the matchup, right? They got to give him a favorable matchup. They can't keep putting him up against, you know, tough opponents. Got to give him a guy like Donald Cerrone. Let's be honest. That's the type of fight that he needs. Um, I really don't know who you put him up against. Do we do the RDA fight that fell through ever all those years ago? Maybe that's a winnable fight for him. Maybe not. I wouldn't mind seeing RDA versus Connor at 155 or 170 just for the story of it. Rips and Picks saying, funny question for you. Do you think Terrence McKinney will ever win a decision in the UFC? Hard to tell, man, <laughs> the way that guy fucking fights. He uh, he lays it all on the line within the first couple of minutes of the fight. You know, If he does try to pace himself, though, he has the, the wrestling and grappling chops to make it very difficult for a lot of guys to have success against him. So he has the tools to be a solid decision fighter if he wants to, but he just likes to go out there and just get it done. And I truly wonder what his cardio would look like if he actually tried to pace himself, but he just doesn't. <laughs> Jeez. Always fun watching turns beginning fights. But better saying Diaz, the third largest underdog in UFC history against Jamaev. Is he worth a flyer? Just watch. I think he gets fucking smacked. You know, horrible takedown defense. Jamaev just needs to get him down. Smash him. Diaz, somewhat offensive off his back, but I don't think he'll be able to catch Shmaev and anything. I, I uh, Just send me a super chat of whatever you're going to put on Diaz, if you're going to put money on Diaz. <laughs> Glenbot 5000 saying he was pushing for it to be in Croke Park. That's what it was. Cardiff, uh, sorry, I was getting it all messed up. Yeah, Croke Park, I remember that. 
See Andrews 99 saying, oh man, I just can't get behind Priscilla catch a beating. Not even UFC quality, in my opinion. Hope that still catches free, brother. Got to do it. It's all about matchups. And Lipsky is not that great either, in my opinion. Uncle Wheezy in the chat. A big hearty oi. Appreciate you stopping by, my friend. Tristan Sherhouse saying, early lean and Stolzfus versus Magomedov. Uh, September 3rd in Paris. I think Magomedov will I'll grapple him. Honestly, I know nothing about uh, Abu Supian uh, Magomedov. I haven't done the tape on that as of yet. I know he fought in PFL, if I'm not mistaken, or WSOF, but I don't remember anything about his style. So I can't give you even an early lean there because I have no idea about him. Interesting, though, that he is like a, a German-Russian, if I'm not mistaken, and Stolzfus is a uh, German-American. Jacksonville also saying, I would say the biggest argument against Jones is Khabib. True. Yeah. I don't know why, like, it's his Khabib still does not come up as in the GOAT discussions as much, right? Like, even right now, like, I'm saying Silva, GSP, Jones. I keep forgetting about uh, Khabib, but tough to to hate on a 29-0 record, 28-0 record, whatever he has. Glenbot saying it's 120,000 venue outside in Ireland, so sketchy. I 100% they would be able to sell that bitch out. But one thing that uh, Dana has been saying, and he's he said it uh, even the other week when they're talking about going to Dallas Cowboy Stadium, is that he doesn't like the experience, right? Like, if you got nosebleeds in a stadium, you're watching ants fight. And honestly, if you get nosebleeds, you're just there for the atmosphere at that point, which I still don't mind. I think atmosphere would be fucking nuts. That'd be crazy. But yeah, experience, I, I completely understand what he's saying about experience. Oh, let's see. Robot Chicken Wings saying Connor's a fraud. He'll get smoked against the elite fighters. I think Connor is slowly starting to fall off. I wouldn't say that he's he's a fraud. He has legitimate skills, in my opinion. Mario Burrell saying Connor versus Morono. I'd be surprised if Morono gets a uh, red panty night. <laughs> Rick the Ruler saying Bobby Green. I wouldn't mind that matchup. I would not mind that matchup. Mushroom in the chat. What's going on, my brother? Marno Dwyer saying yes, there's beef there. I would love to see it. Bobby Green versus Patty in London. I'd love to see that as well. Aaron is saying Morono is good. Plus money last fight too. Him and Fiziev is on for a while now. I love Morono. I love the way he fights. Uh, Bananas and Grapes saying, what do you think about this greasy eight-legger? McKenny, think he wins. Luke, I'm picking Neil, but I see why you're on the Luke side. Uh, Hill, I think he wins. Luke I think he wins. Spivak, I think he wins. Uh, Lipsky, I'm actually on the Cachoeira side here. I think she can end up breaking Lipsky. I know Lipsky's the better fighter, or sorry, better mixed martial artist, but I think Prisoner of the Cachoeira is the better fighter. Uh, Battle, love it. Quinlan, like it. But the USADA thing has me a little bit sketched out. Glenbot 5000, giving a shout out to Mushroom as well. Mushroom saying Hill early, violence. I don't know if it'll happen early, but I do think he ends up winning. Dan Hamilton saying, I was just thinking about uh, the same thing about Luke. He's too fragile, and I think Costa will maul him. I absolutely agree. Corey Yipo is saying, who does Kobe Covington fight next? Do you think he is bulking up for 185? I'd be surprised if he goes to 185 pounds. I think what's best for him would be to just chill out. You know, he is, let me get the age here. He's 34. I think Kamaru is 34 as well. Kamaru's 35. But I think that Kamaru will likely retire earlier than Kobe Covington. And if Kobe just stays relevant at the top of that welterweight division, he will eventually see that title shot once again. So I really think that Kobe is the, the second best welterweight in the world right now. We'll see what Shemaev has to say if he continues his winning streak and eventually gets that fight. Maybe Kobe against Shemaev next. I would love to see that. Obviously, Shemaev fighting uh, fight Nate in September. That's about uh, just about a month away, just over a month away. If he waits, fights the winner of Shemaev, uh, or sorry, fights Shemaev and... Oops. <laughs> I was hoping to save that for, for something else. Uh, I'll reveal what that was in, in a second here. But um, yeah, uh, Covington against Shemaev. That's his best way to stay relevant, to my opinion. If he loses against Shemaev, all right, go up to 185. But have the Shemaev fight for sure. Martin O'Dwyer saying, do you think we could ever see Patty the Batty versus McGregor? I, I don't think that would ever happen. 
I really don't. Oh, about better saying yes. What is Corrington up to? Just explain that. Aaron saying yeah. I think Rockwell tries to be technical till Costa starts landing. They both landing, and Luke drops. I agree. Yo, there was this blind man, right? I love this guy's uh, username. Uh, what are the parameters for questions keeping out in all UFC? If not, any thoughts on Rice versus Johnson 2 for one later this month? Uh, questions can be about any and everything. MMA, daily life, sports, whatever the fuck. That's what this is all about. But uh, it's called MMA Lock Talk. If you want to keep it on MMA, we're totally fine to keep it MMA. Um, let's see. Uh, Mirage versus Johnson. I, I don't recall how the first fight went other than Mirage finishing Johnson, but I always got to believe that Johnson is live, right? Is Are there odds out for that fight yet? Odds for that fight yet. Johnson's always live. Let's not forget that. Mr. Always Prophet saying Usman is GOAT. Usman is getting close to GOAT territory. Absolutely. Bob Bear saying, hate to admit it, but I missed the Colby Covington show. I do as well. Glenbot saying, shouted out your amazingness earlier. Appreciate you as well, my friend. Dan Hamilton saying, I think it's Khabib. It's because Khabib retired too early. That's probably why. Probably why. Khabib was not tested as much. He needed to defend a few more times. I agree. Rips and Picks saying, if Alvi wins, even by highly KO, do you think he they renew his contract? I feel like this is the last ride. I think he wins. Uh, sorry, not wins. Sorry. I think he loses, but should he win, I feel like they renew his contract. Why not? I don't think they'll let him go on, a, you know, off of a win. Corey Ipo saying Covington and Suhudo are the two I'm missing the most. Suhudo would be nice to see remaining active as well. Glenbot with the $2 euro donation once again. Appreciate it, my friend. It's Ireland. It could be raining. That's probably why. That's probably why they don't want to do the the park there. Jacksonville Zoe saying, I'm not sure I can ever bet Connor again. I would struggle on which side to take on a Connor Patty fight. Uh, I, I'd, I'd be surprised if they ever make that fight, honestly. MPTV saying, I feel like seven council fights in nine years, most of them being Khabib, who is the one pulled out, is a bad look, in my opinion. I don't think he quit because he was on top. I think he hated making weight. He absolutely hated making weight. You see that guy nowadays? He's not making weight. Uh, Glenbot saying uh, Kobe's killing it in poker. Is he? I heard he started playing poker. Uh, yo, there was this black man right saying lock. Bellator just announced Pitbull versus Borix and AJ McKee versus Spike Carlisle at 155 for AJ's debut in the weight class. What do you think of this dog shit matchup? It's it's a, a tough early fight for AJ McKee, but I think he starts to take over and eventually beat him. I'm surprised he did not stick around at 145 to eventually get that Pitbull rematch. So maybe he's going to decide to come back down to 145 after testing 155 for a little bit. Excuse me. Um, but yeah, I think I don't think it'll be too long before we see that Pitbull and AJ McKee trilogy come to a close. Uh, Martin O'Dwyer saying, yeah, he saw he won a lot of money. I didn't I didn't see Kobe with this newfound love for poker honestly i saw one picture of him but yeah i don't know how good he actually is at it uh jacksonville zoe saying it really sucks for kobe because he for sure would be the champion of the world with no usman in it exactly it's like joseph benavides when he kept falling against dominic cruz right same shit he'll always be the bridesmaid landau is saying you notice a bit more saturation in terms of mma betting content seems like a lot more people are weighing in with their bets and picks possibly related to legalization of gambling in more u.s states absolutely agree like, I'm happy that I got in when I did because I was able to build a, a fan base already, right? Closing in on 5,800 YouTube subscribers, uh, surpassed 10,000 uh, Twitter followers a couple uh, weeks ago. You know, I'm happy I got in when I did. I got in maybe four or five years ago. I've been around the sport for, as a fan, for over 14 years. Behind the scene for over 10 years, 11 years coming up now. But as a gambling side of things, I've been doing it for about four to five years, taking it seriously. That was the time to get in. Now, you're right. There is a saturation because it's starting to become legal. And I think this is what it is. I think it's people tailing cappers. And then when that capper goes on a bad run, the person realizes, or not realizes, but starts thinking that, hey, I could probably do this better than that guy. And then they start up their own 
Like every week I'm getting a new MMA capper type of Twitter profile follow me. It could either be people that are, you know, they've started it before and they hit a losing streak and the track record doesn't look at it anymore. So they abandon that and they start up a new one and hoping to strike gold with this new one. Or it is just people that I explained before that they're like, oh, they were tailing other people, but they started losing with those people. And now they're like, I can do it better. So they started up on their own. There is no entry. There's no hard entry or barrier into this space. You put pride into your work. You stay consistent. You keep dropping content. People are eventually going to find you. If you have a likable personality, if people fuck with you, they'll keep, they'll, they'll keep supporting you. And, and, and that's how you make your name in the industry. So yes, I believe there is a saturation, but if you got in earlier, if you've already built a fan base, I think you're good and you're set regardless because the betting community is absolutely booming right now. All right, let me get through these last couple questions here that I'm going to wrap this thing up. Uh, Got to get started on dinner soon so that I can wrap it up with the wife once she gets home. All right, uh, Zach Johnson saying, Covington just won 50K on the poker table. Sit back and play cards. Interesting. I like that. Matt Aldoire saying, have they made easy versus the Brazilian yet? They have not. I'm assuming that will come by the end of the year. Rick Derulo saying, maybe Kobe and Shavkat Rakmanov. Not a bad fight. Shavkat's making some noise, especially with that big win over Neil Magny. Martin, you mostly are flowing stat diggers in MMA engine, but they're on my go-to as base and make your own picks from there. Yes, that's the best thing to do. Take in the information that's being presented to you from the guys that you love and then make your own picks. About better saying Cruz versus Cheeto Vera first impressions. I'm going to be back in Cruz as a dog. Can't convince me yet that Cheeto Vera has gotten great enough to the point that I can beat Dominic Cruz. And I think Dominic Cruz getting up there in age, but is still going out there and getting quality wins. Rex, you saying, Lock, you left your undies in my car last night. Ooh, sorry. Let me go get those. <laughs> Uh, I think Usman is a fucking great fighter and an awesome champion, but in my opinion, he's a few more title defenses away from being in the conversation, but what the fuck do I know? From a pure skill set standpoint, I really think he is one of the best. Cardio, wrestling, improving striking, that's all you need. And durability. He has great durability as well. Abu Dhabi saying, what do you think about the trend where you fade the public on Dana White Contender Series main events? I think, you know, it's too early to make those types of assumptions. Um, work last night, but we need a bigger sample size to put any water on that. Uh, who do you think Kevin Holland is fighting next? I'm really not sure. You know, he probably gets somewhere in that top 15. And I apologize for, you know, blasting through these last couple questions here, but I am uh, up against the clock here. So I just want to answer all these last ones before I get out of here. So I'm going to be kind of short with them. I apologize. Mario Barrel saying O'Malley KO Yan in round one or two. <laughs> You're heavy on the O'Malley train. I see you. DXJC saying AJ doesn't want any more of that Pitbull smoke. Could be true. Holland going to fight winner of Luke versus Neil. I think that would be too quick of a step up. And oh yeah, he's down at 170 pounds now, right? Possibility. Absolutely possible. Uh, the champion has a name and his name is Sam Alvey. Shout out to my guy. Mr. Always Prophet saying, who are some of the most overrated, overrated fighter currently for you? Uh, Molly McCann. <laughs> comes to mind right away. There's a lot of guys that are overrated, in my opinion, but uh, Molly McCann is definitely one of them that comes to mind right off the bat. Corey Yipo is saying, yeah, it shows Locke, you and Dan Hardy the best in the game. I don't know about best in the game, but I truly appreciate that compliment, my friend. Dan Hamilton saying, I analyzed the fights prior to listening to any other cappers. I do appreciate everyone's hard work, and I'm a student of the game. At 68 years old, shout out to the old timer that we got in the chat here, but I appreciate the love and support, but that is the way to do it. Do your research first. Make your bets then you can just tune into everybody else and hear what they're saying. That's what I like to do. I don't like anybody's thoughts impeding what I want to, my narrative or anything like that. Uh, Rick Ruler saying, yeah, I stopped healing captors if I don't tape it myself. I don't bet. Finally got out the hole I dug myself right now. Good job. Can't wait for Trailblazer to get back in there. Ever since you changed your YouTube video titles, have you noticed much change in engagement? For me personally, I've noticed that when I search UFC slash betting predictions, the algorithm algorithm doesn't show yours. Interesting. Should I change it back? What do you guys think? Should I change it back to MMA lock of the night? I'm going to be honest. I, I did it when I changed it. I didn't think it would actually change my channel's name, but uh, it ended up doing that. What do you guys think? Uh, whoever's still in here, should I change it back to MMA lock of the night? Do you guys think that will get me back into the into the algorithm i think i should i really think i should because i feel like i did see a little bit of a dip in it 
Zach Johnson saying Cheeto will be a champ. I don't know about that. I have to type your name individually to find it. Shit. You think Johnny Walker can revive his chin against Kutalaba? I do not think so. Unknown dinner. Wish me a good dinner. Appreciate that. Uh, always appreciate you. Always appreciate you guys. You could put hashtags in your description. I should probably do that. I always just search up MMA LOTN. It comes up. Does it come up when you search up MMA LOTN? Because if it does that, then I'm good. Or titles. MMA LOTN. Yes, you are the MMA lock of the night. Pedro dropping Cruz scares me. Eh. I'm not too worried about that. More like chump. <laughs> what? What do you mean chump? All right. Love you guys. You guys are the best. Thank you guys as always. We'll be back tomorrow, 4 p.m. Eastern to run this once again. We can answer even more questions, have more discussions there. Make sure you guys come through and uh, show your boys some support. Uh, my guy's saying I have to search on my for usually. All right, I'll I'll switch it over. I'll switch it back over to MMA Lock of the Night. I think that will be the best way to go. You know, if people just see Lock of the Night or, or sorry, my name, they probably won't know what I'm about unless they see the title of it. That should be enough for them, which is what I thought it would be. Seeing the title of the the shows would be enough, but I guess not. Maybe switching it back will probably be better for the algorithm. All right, love you. Uh, yes, Elijah Dream propping up tomorrow. Hopefully, 5 p.m. Eastern, right after. Um, uh, right after I do this show, I'll be hopping on with Cody all over on the Oscar. So I'll see you guys twice tomorrow. Uh, today I am actually back at 7 30. 7 30, I'll be back for the Deadlock podcast with Clint. You guys can search up Deadlock podcast on YouTube or even just check the link that I drop on Twitter and on Instagram. But me and Clint will be back to talk more with you guys in the chat uh, about all the happenings. Go over the Deadlock tour, do some fighter stonks. But we're going to be doing uh, the DLP uh, in two and a half hours here. So make sure you guys come through for that. All right. Uh, yo, there was this blind man, right? Appreciate the letting me know from a user standpoint. But I will definitely be making that change once again. All right. Love you guys. Appreciate you guys. See you guys uh, at 7.30, hopefully for the DLP, or see you guys back here tomorrow, 4 p.m. Eastern, for another MMA Lock Talk. Peace.